Hey man, what's up, what's happening? You already know who it is and what it is. It's your boy, Nephew Q, host of the world's most dangerous sports show, Beyond the Game, here to continue giving you my Buccaneer Breakdown Report. But before I get into all of that, I need everybody to like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Buccaneer Breakdown. Or if you can't sit down and watch us on YouTube, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Then let's get into this week seven matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Man, Look, I already got my, my drink right here. As you can tell, my bottle is halfway gone. Well, it's more than halfway gone because, like I said, Tampa Bay is stressing me out. So I'm going to go ahead and pour up a drink because last game stressed me out even more than the Pittsburgh Steelers game. So let me go ahead and pour up. And while I'm pouring up, let me just give a shout out to some of my other BTG members on the group page. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, Beyond the Game host. Um, Michael George, 49ers fan. Dante Wall. I'm sorry if I messed up your last name. I apologize. Reginald Brown. We all took some horrible L's this past weekend. So we all drinking up on this Wolf of Reserve right now to, to help us get through these trying times. So shout out to them and the Beyond the Game group because we all, we all suffering right now. But let's get to this Carolina Panthers matchup as I take your swig. Yeah, let that go down real good, real smooth. Like, so we lost against the Carolina Panthers 21 to damn three this past Sunday. I ain't got no words for this matchup. I don't even know what the hell even happened during this matchup. As as Tom Brady, he was uh what, what was Tom Brady during this matchup as I pull up his stat? I think he was 20 32 for 49 for 290 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um Mike Evans, he had a subpar game. He had nine receptions for 96 yards. Chris uh Chris Godwin chipped in with seven receptions for 43 yards. Mike Evans had that big touchdown drop um in the first quarter that would have probably given Tampa Bay a little bit more life going into the game, but in the in the press conference after the game, Mike Evans said that once he dropped that pass, he felt like the the air had been sucked out of the team. And so after that, the team played lethargic the rest of the game. I'm going to get to this blame game here in a second of as to why Tampa Bay's offense has been utterly pathetic all season long. I'm trying my best, as y'all can see, if y'all watching on the YouTube channel, my shirt says stay positive. I am trying my hardest to stay positive during this season, but it is so damn hard to stay positive when back-to-back weeks we lose, we lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers with... Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny freaking Pickett. I still can't get over how we lost to the, the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and it, with two backup quarterbacks. One is a rookie and the other is a backup quarterback pretty much at this stage in his career. And then we turn right around the next damn week and lose to the Carolina Panthers 21-3. The Carolina Panthers was starting their backup to the backup, P.J. Walker, who carved us up. Forget, look, Check this out. He carved us up. For 177 yards on 16 to 22 attempts, two touchdowns. The running game, we could not stop the rush for nothing. As the kid foreman, he had 15 rushes for 118 yards. Um, Hubert out of the backfield also had nine attempts for 63 yards. The Carolina Panthers only had one receiver that we needed to worry about, which was DJ Moore. And apparently we couldn't, we apparently the defensive scheme didn't know that because he had uh seven receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. This is, like, look, check this out. The Carolina Panthers, just in the month of October alone, matter of fact, just in the past two weeks alone, right? Thursday, they traded Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers, right? 
that that Monday, they traded their second best wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, to the Carolina Panthers. Right. The week before that, they fired their head coach, uh, Matt Rule. So therefore, they was playing with an interim head coach. The third string, fourth string uh, quarterback, because Baker Mayfield was hurt, Sam Darnold's on injury reserve. They traded away their their feature back in Christian McCaffrey, so they was playing two backup running backs, and all we could get was three measly points against this damn team. Come on, Tampa Bay. Like, what is going on, bro? Like, there, there is no way. Man, let me take another swig, because like I said, they are stressing me out so far this season. I don't know what the hell is going on. But they are stressing me out this season. I don't know how we lost that game. I don't know how we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Carolina Panthers. And back-to-back weeks, we have the Baltimore Ravens coming up this Thursday for the Thursday night game. But I'm going to get into that in a second. But let's talk about this pathetic-ass offense that we have going on right now. Now, people are, are saying, you know, who's to blame for this? Okay. So, for me, I'm going to break it down like a fraction. The wide receiver core, Mike, the, the, the core players that were there from the Super Bowl run are still there. So there's no excuse of oh, where there's a whole lot of moving parts and new pieces. Nah, nah, nah. The only moving parts were the offensive line where we had Ali Marpet, our all all pro, pro bowl left guard. He retired. Um, our starting center, um, Robert Hainsey, he got hurt during training camp. So he was out. Um, so we missing two key people. Well, we're not missing but two key pieces on the offensive line um, have been inserted into the into the lineup but we still have donovan smith at the left tackle super bowl run right tristan warps all pro right tackle pro bowl right tackle super bowl run and we brought we traded for shaq mason from the patriots which has familiarity with tom brady so i ain't trying to hear no offensive line questions and also if the offensive line is the problem if the offensive line is is part of the problem the main part of the problem then how about this tom brady I bet you not take 11 days off during training camp so you can get some continuity with your damn offensive line so y'all can get this shit together before the season starts. Matter of fact, how about we do this, Tom Brady? How about we play in a couple of preseason games so you can get that continuity then with your offensive line so y'all can get that game game speed, game feel, so y'all can look at stuff together and figure out how to do this moving forward. I mean, I don't know. That might help you during the season. So I'm not going to blame the offensive line too much. Do they play a factor and a role into the season? Of course. But are they the main reason? Not even close. And I'm not even going to say Mike Evans dropping that touchdown pass was the main reason we lost that ball game on Sunday because, yes, it was a big reason why, but it wasn't the only and the main reason why. It was a total team effort with the head coaches as well. Let's let's talk about the, the game, right? Nine drives. Check this out. Nine drives during that Carolina Panthers game. We had a punt, 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 halftime, punt, punt, turnover on downs, and then we finally got a damn field goal on the board when pretty much the game was already over at, at that point in time. Now, you tell me as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with nine drives when eight of them are punt, well, seven of them are punts, one of them is a turnover on downs, <laughs> and the last one was a field goal to make it 21-3. to Come on, Tampa Bay. Like, the offense is horrible. It's pathetic right now. And let's go back. So the first seven games of last season, let me give you some stats real quick. The first seven games of last season, the Tampa Bay Bucks averaged 324 passing yards per game, 423 total offensive yards per game. We averaged 33 points per game. The defense only gave up 21 points per game and forced 14 turnovers. Um, Tom Brady, at that point in time, 
time through seven games, had 21 touchdowns and three interceptions, 7.5 yards per attempt with 66 completion uh, passes. And we were six and one at that point. Fast forward to this damn sorry-ass season, and we only averaging 266 passing yards per game, 330 total yards per game, averaging 17 points per game. Our defense is actually playing better because they're only giving up 17 points per game versus last season they gave up 20 points per game, so that's a three-point difference. And then Tom Brady only has eight touchdowns to one interception, 6.6 yards per attempt, and he's still completing 60, 66% of his passes. So obviously there's a clear drop off and the clear drop off seems to be with what one main variable is the drop off Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Yes, because you know what? If if we going to give quarterbacks majority of the credit when they win, now they're going to get majority of the credit when they lose. Now, shout out to the Carolina Panthers. They did what they had to do to win that ball game. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them and all their fans and everything like that. But this was more so for me on how we lost the game opposed to how they won the game because our offense and red zone offense is strictly pathetic right now, man. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, why why did we throw the ball on third and short? Third and short, why can't we run the ball? Here's why we can't run the ball on third and one. Leonard Fournette, this season, in third and one situations, Check this out. He's negative three yards, negative one, negative one, negative one, zero, 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 three yards, five yards. So we can't even give the ball to Leonard Fournette and, and, and feel comfortable that he's going to get us one damn yard. So that's why you always see us throwing it on third and one, third and two, because we don't even trust our run game because Leonard Fournette has absolutely done nothing. But that's also not escape the fact that Tom Brady, I feel like, is throwing the ball entirely, entirely too damn much and it's not resulting in anything really because he threw the ball what 49 times and only had 290 passing yards if you throw the ball 49 times you should be well on your way to a 400 yards with four touchdown type of game but he only got 290 damn yards on 49 damn pass attempts like come on Tom Brady yeah Tom Brady's gonna get this issue then I get it look the offensive line, you got to give Tom Brady time to go to go deep downfield to hit those Mike Evans passes or whatnot. But Tom Brady, all this nickel and diamond, five here, three here, bubble screen here, screen over here, sweep here, jet sweep here, uh, um, you know, halfback screen pass. This shit ain't cutting it this season, Tom Brady. So I don't look, I know your personal life is a factor in it. But look, man, you got to learn how to compartmentalize and do what you need to do because you signed up for this season. You feel me? So if you signed up for this season, you know what was going to happen going into the season. So I ain't trying to hear no excuses because you knew everything that was going to happen going into the season. That's why you took the day. 11 days off to try to get your affairs in order but now you see the shit ain't working out like you want to and now people want to blame his personal life for why he's putting nah 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 uh 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 because guess what I'm here to tell y'all Tom Brady ain't the only person playing in the NFL who got family life issues I'm pretty sure there are plenty of other players who have family issues going on and I'm pretty sure they are playing just fine or if they're not playing just fine they're playing close to just fine Tom Brady ain't playing nowhere close he looks like he's 45 years old right now man so yes Thomas Edward Patrick Brady is getting the blame for the reason why the season is going like it is because the offense is just pathetic with him right now and so let's talk about some more blame the coaching, Ty Bowles and Byron Leftwich. Look, man, look, 
I love y'all, man. I love Ty Bowles. I'm glad he got the opportunity as a black head coach to to take over a team with talent and a and a and a great head and a great quarterback and a good defense. I'm glad Byron Leftwich got an opportunity to take over an offense with a great quarterback, weapons all over the place. I'm glad they got this opportunity. But right now, y'all are y'all are squandering this opportunity with this pathetic offense. Because look, check this out. Bruce Arians was the head coach the previous two years, right? So the previous two seasons, let's go back to the Super Bowl run. We averaged through seven games, 31 points per game. Last season, 33 points per game through seven games. This season, 17 points per game. There's only one thing that changed in the offseason that made us have a significant drop-off in points per game. And guess what? Bruce Arians is no longer there. Now look at the stagnant offense. I'm not saying that it's totally Byron Leftwich's fault. I'm not saying it's totally Todd Bowles' fault. All I'm saying is some changes need to be made to this offense drastically and immediately. Now look, the the optimistic fan inside of me hopes that this is the game where, you know, the Bucks turn it around and it's a turning point game and they and they take off during the rest of the season, kind of like during the Super Bowl year two years ago when we lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, had that bye week, and then we didn't lose another damn game for the rest of the season. I'm not saying that that's going to happen this season, but what I would like to think is these last two weeks is a rude awakening to the Tampa Bay Bucks to get their shit together. And speaking of getting their shit together, Ty Bowles, while we on the subject of Ty Bowles, bro, can you do more? Look, look, I, I get it. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big hyper guy. I'm not a fire and brimstone. I'm not a big energetic guy like Buster Rhymes all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So Todd Bowles, I get it. You not, that's not your demeanor that you, you a stoic, calm, reserved type of guy. But my brother, every time something goes on, on, in, on during the game, can, can we get more than this shit here? 15 yard pass interference on Tampa Bay, Todd Bowles. Miss field goal, Ty Bowles. Interception, Ty Bowles. Like, he just don't show. He just always like this on the side. Like, bro, the, the team takes on the personification of the head coach. And right now, the team just looks lethargic because you look lethargic on the sidelines. Like, come on, get, get your guys amped and ready to play. Now, I'm not saying you're not doing that in the locker room. All I'm saying is from an outside perspective, just looking at the game, looking at your body language, you just look so just, you know, like, okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we got this. We got now, nah, bro. You need to get in some people's faces. Let people know this is not gonna cut it. Don't leave that shit to Tom Brady, cause Tom Brady gonna wind up getting knocked out by one of his offensive linemen one day, cussing at them like that. As um, the center for for the the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, one of the Kelsey brothers said, "Hey, if my quarterback ever yelled at me like that, he's going in the trash can." And I feel every bit of that because I'm a grown man. I'm a grown ass man, Tom Brady. You ain't great be yelling and cussing me like I'm some child. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about because I'm tired of talking about that matchup that we had against the Carolina Panthers that we had no damn business losing, but we lost anyway. So in a week, in a span of two weeks, we lost to Mitchell freaking Trubisky, Kenny freaking Pickett, and PJ Damn Walker. Even though I love the last name but we lost the three guys we had no business losing to but anyways let's talk about this thursday night matchup against the baltimore ravens now <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a buck, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's what this channel is for. This ain't no rainbows and unicorns and everything is great type of show and, and, and type of channel and all of that good stuff. So I'm gonna just keep I'm gonna just give it to you straight, right? We're gonna lose this game. 
just plain and simple. And I just told you why we're going to lose this game because we just lost back-to-back weeks to three quarterbacks who had who we have no business losing to. So what the hell you think we're going to do with Lamar Jackson and the fighting Baltimore Ravens? Come on, bro. Like we come on, man. But anyways, going into this matchup, Baltimore averages 25 points per game, which is sixth in the NFL. Um, they uh, they allow 21 points per game, which is 23rd in the NFL. They average 346 total yards per game, which is 14th. Their passing yards. Uh, Lamar averages 189 passing yards per game, which is 26th in the NFL. Um, They average 156 rush yards, which is fifth in the NFL. And they allow 366 yards per game, which is 23rd in the NFL. Now, let's let's talk about two categories. Points allowed. They allow 21. They allow 23 points per game. We average 17 points per game. So already we already looking on the losing end because we don't even average what they give up points per game. We average 17, they give up 23. L right there. Now let's talk about (laughs) passing yards per game, right? Lamar Jackson, according to the stats, only averages 189 passing yards per game. That don't even fucking matter at this point, man. I'm cussing because they got me. Let me take another swig. That doesn't even matter because we lost to three quarterbacks who none of them threw for 200 yards. Kenny Pickett, I believe, threw for 69 yards. Mitchell Trubisky came in after Kenny Pickett went out and threw for 144 yards. P.J. Walker last game threw threw for 177 yards. So none of them threw for 200 yards, and we still lost all three damn ball games. So I'm not even worried about Lamar only passed for 189 yards because, you know, that's neither here nor there at this point. And back to the blame I don't even blame the defense because like I mentioned earlier the defense has actually given up less points this season than they have the two seasons prior before so I ain't even trying to blame the defense have they given up big plays this season yeah but it's also it's also with on with on the offense to help the defense out if they're only giving up 17 points per game or 20 points per game then the offense has got to be a lot better because I I could understand and see if Tom Brady, if the offense was, I mean, the defense was giving up like, you know, 25 points a game, 26, and the offense had to keep outscoring the other team, obviously to win, but they had to keep putting up big numbers in order to win because they knew their defense wasn't going to hold. But the defense is doing their job this season. They're averaging 17, they're giving up 17 points per game, which is fifth best in the NFL. So the, the defense is doing their job. Offense, can you help them out just a little bit? Just a little damn bit, offense. So yes, Tom Brady, I'm still on Tom Brady. Brady's fault because I'm, I'm boy you should have stayed go I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start treating Tom Brady like T and Tamara did on sister sister when they told Roger to go home go home Roger go home Tom your family needs you bro we we can lose these same damn games with the backup Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask the kid out of Florida that we drafted we can lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Carolina Panthers with those two guys we don't need you to lose to them like come on man but anyways so against this matchup against the Baltimore Ravens let me get Baltimore winning 21-17. Now, I'm trying to be nice and considerate by giving Tampa Bay 17 because I really want to give them 10 points because how the offense has looked the past two weeks, mighty pathetic, 18 points and then three points. So I'm trying to give them their average in this matchup, but I just don't think that the offense is going to have enough firepower to overcome Lamar Jackson. He's going to do Lamar Jackson things against this defense because the defense will be on the field a lot. Why would the defense be on the field a lot? Because the offense can't sustain any drives. It's going to be a lot of three and outs, a lot of a lot of drives that just stall out with field goals or maybe no with a punt, as I you know talked about in, in the game against the Carolina Panthers. I just don't think we just have enough for the uh, – 
for Lamar Jackson right now. So let me get the Baltimore Ravens winning this matchup 21 to 17. Lord have mercy, they will drop us to three and five. Man, I hope I am wrong. I hope I am so wrong, but I highly doubt that I'm wrong because the offense is just so pathetic, especially when we get down in the red zone. And Tom Brady got the nerve to want to yell and scream at everybody else. Like he's out here balling and killing it, and everybody else is just slacking. Now, nah, bro, you, 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 yeah. Anyways, so that's been my Buccaneer breakdown report for the matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. Like I said earlier, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Buccaneer Breakdown. If you can't watch us on YouTube, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. I've already taken up too much of your time. As always, I want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. And I'm up at this thing, y'all. Peace as I take another drink because Tampa Bay yet again for another week is stressing me the hell out, y'all. Peace. Te llamas.